Hello Voices, my name is Joe Choi and I'm a multi-award-winning voiceover and host of a voiceover's audio adventure podcast. A bi-weekly show where I learn about the voiceover and audio industry and share with you all the stories, tips and tricks along the way. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you all know that I might sound a little bit different in this episode, but that's because I am sick. But as you know, the show goes on and that's what I'm about to do. As you know, I like to cover as many specialities as possible in this podcast. Sometimes you may be thinking, is this relevant? But trust me, there's always a method behind my madness and today is no different. Today, I want to learn more about how I say what I say and why I deliver scripts and the psychology behind them. That was a lot. Anyway, today's adventure is about the wonderful world of copywriting. Without copywriters, what would my job look like? Every day, I get scripts sent to me with directions on how to perform them in order to sell, promote or inform. The art of writing a script to fit a time limit to get all the required information in is definitely an art. There is so much power in words. And not all scripts are created equally. I don't know much about this area from the standpoint of a copywriter, because I'm not one. But I do want to learn more. And of course, I have reached out to some talented individuals to see if they can give some insight. And let's get talking to the first one. Okay, so this is Andrew Bolton recording the answers to the questions for Joe's podcast. Uh, so I've been a copywriter for about 12-ish years. It's the only job I've ever done. Uh, and it's sort of saved me from having to go into a, 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 what you would call a grown-up uh, profession. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful for that. So I, I started off working at, uh, in-house at Egg, the credit card company. My first ever copywriting job in their internal agency, which was a huge amount of fun. Moved on to sort of various uh, other agencies and done a lot of kind of freelance stuff over my career. Worked with some really big brands, worked with some really, really tiny brands that you've probably never heard of and and got a lot of kind of satisfaction and sort of joy out of, of doing both kinds of work. Uh, I taught copywriting at the fantastic University of Lincoln Creative Advertising course. In my very biased opinion, the best advertising course in the country. Uh, and I, I've written a couple of books. I wrote a book on copywriting called Copywriting Is. 30 or so thoughts on thinking like a copywriter, which was published by the wonderful Gasp Books. Uh, and I also, with my friend Giles Edwards, I wrote a book called Adele Writes an Ad, which is about a child who uh, helps her, her dad, who's a copywriter, when he gets uh, writer's block and she writes a fantastic ad for him. What makes a good copywriter, in your opinion? I suppose uh, it's, it's a really difficult thing to sort of define, but one thing that's always struck me as being... Uh, a real asset, sort of the thing that makes a difference between a great copywriter and, and sort of a good one, is this ability to take those very familiar messages, those messages that have probably been expressed to an audience lots and lots of times before, and just to say it in a different way, to come up with a new and surprising way to kind of express these old thoughts. 
and I think it's just a mastery of voice, really. The the ability to kind of to to kind of write something in a way that people can hear that voice in their head, and they find it engaging, and they find it warm, and they find it charming, and they find it trustworthy. Whatever that kind of quality might be, something that you can put into the written word um, that actually manages to kind of penetrate the brain, to kind of get past the autopilot uh, that that our brains are on these days because we're bombarded with so much stuff. So I think it's those two things: the ability to to kind of find that new way of expression. Uh, and also to kind of write in a way that that people respond to. So if if I was kind of giving advice to someone who wanted to become a copywriter, and I I spent years doing this at sort of the University of Lincoln, training young writers and sort of you know equipping them to go out into the industry and start their career as copywriters. I think the the there are lots and lots of different things you kind of need to be doing, and I probably can't cover them all here. But the one I would focus on is the temptation with uh, with learning how to be a copywriter is to only ever uh, learn or fill your brain with inspiration from the world of copywriting, going out and reading you know great ads from great copywriters of the past and the present and there's nothing wrong with that that's really really valuable and useful and essential but you can't draw a line there you can't only sort of limit yourself to learning copywriting from copywriters it will make you a very limited writer out in the industry and there's so many other things you can kind of go and learn from go and learn from uh, literature or poetry or playwriting or listening to kind of conversations of people on the bus or, or in pubs there's lots of other sources of inspiration for kind of creative language and creative communication so make sure you expand your horizons and look way beyond the worlds of advertising and marketing and you can take some of those lessons and bring them back into your job and that's it that's a wrap cheerio thanks andrew some amazing hot takes from that that's making me want to learn more and that we are going to do next up i'll be speaking to sharon araya another talented copywriter i wanted to ask his thoughts on what it takes to be a good copywriter ways for people to enter the industry, and more. So I'm Sheldon. I am a copywriter, and I'm also just more generally a writer. I work as an executive editor for a print publication called Goucher World as well. Okay. And then, yeah, I like just do lots of like freelance work with loads of different clients a lot of like copy stuff and there's sometimes just like more wider creative sometimes yeah. a strategy but um i think copy is definitely where i've always like been super interested and in, like what's kind of captured me yeah so 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 what made you get into copywriting and like, what, what was your journey in a in a nutshell because i know it's a long story obviously but if you can compile it yeah yeah long story short basically um when i was about i think 17 or 18 um, I got into sports modeling just completely by chance. Um, and one like job I was on, it was like for this, uh, short like commercial in, um, Madrid. And I remember like, obviously you look around and you see like all the people who are in the crew and they all usually look a certain way. Yeah. But there was one guy, um, and he just looked super cool. Like he had Yeezys on. This was way back as well. He had Yeezy like V1s. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and like he was just um, this American guy, um, yeah. black guy, and was just like really cool. So I we kind of got speaking, and I was like, oh yeah, like you know, like what's your job like on this set? Because there's so many people, and I didn't understand anything. I was just trying to get, yeah, I was just trying to get an understanding of like what what everyone did. Um, and he was like, oh, I'm a copywriter. So I was like, oh, okay, so you make sure everything's like legally okay. And he was like, hell no. He was like, I my job is that the brand came to me with a brief. 
we we sent over an idea and we and I wrote the script and I was like sick like that's <laughs> something I would love to do so I remember going back to London I was at uni at this time and I just started like telling people that I wanted to be a copywriter or I was telling people I am a copywriter like and that was where it started I guess and before I knew it someone was like oh yeah cool all right fine well you know we've got this brief um it feels like because it was an Arsenal brief it was like it felt like it was in my realm I'm mm. an Arsenal fan they were like yeah like you know we'd love yeah. for your help on it and yeah things I guess have just kind of grown since then right and when you said you spoke to this person at this shoot what did you take away from that conversation like what did you tell yourself you needed to work on to get jobs like that I think for me the most important thing that I took was genuinely that this thing was real like I didn't realize that unless you were like an author or something or yeah I just thought if unless you're an author you can't write stuff and have it and that's your job yeah like just being able to write stuff and craft like words in a way that make people feel something I didn't realize that that was a job that people could have and it's, it sounds silly now but I know there's so many people that I think when you're not like I always say like the creative industry it's like Narnia. It's literally just a cupboard. <laughs> yeah. And then you open the cupboard and you're like, what? Exactly. Like, there's a job that everyone could do. And um, I think for me, that was the most important thing that I started from that conversation, just actually being aware and understanding that this was a thing. Yeah. Do you remember your first job? Um, it's funny because I freelanced for a while before the pandemic. Um, so yeah. the first, like, I guess, yeah, the first, uh, freelance gig I got was with this agency, the pitch I was talking about um, for like the Adidas Arsenal kit. We didn't win, but it was really interesting to just see like the process of how things went through. And I kind of stayed close to it like all throughout. So it was really nice to be like brought on board, but then also get insight into not just like being like, oh, okay, cool. Here's all this stuff, write some stuff. It was also like, you know, looking at it from a strategic point of view and it's like, what what, what does this mean and who who's going to care and why? So like understanding that bit and then getting to the point where it was like, okay, cool, we have to write some stuff. And it was like, okay, I felt way more informed about what I was writing rather than just being like, okay, cool, here's all this stuff. Now make it sound nice. And in your opinion, what is a good copywriter to you? I, f- I feel like for me, it's just, it's, it's telling stories. So I think you have to be a good storyteller, I think is the first thing. And I think being a good storyteller is like being able to like inject drama into people um, or into situations and make people care or make people feel something at least. They might not even care. They might like hate what, what, what they've seen or what they've read. But I think the most important thing is that people feel something towards it. And I think that also like is important because it comes down to being human. And like, actually, I think a lot of the times where I think it can get very technical and very like, oh, this and that. At the end of the day, you're speaking to somebody who doesn't even know who you are, who doesn't really care what you do. You're trying to get a message across to them. So it's like, if you were walking past them in the street, it's like, what would you say? Because that's that's what a billboard is. It's not, do you know what I mean? No one has the context. It's just some words on a thing. And it's like, even if, I think for me, it's like, it's not even trying to always get like a full message across. Sometimes it's just like evoking the reaction and being, you know, like someone walks past a billboard, looks at it for like two seconds and then they're like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then they go on about their day. They don't even remember it for the rest of their life. But I think that that's so important to me because it's like, 
that's kind of your job just to make people feel something towards like something yeah. which is like really important and I think that comes down from yeah just like really like understanding what it is that makes humans feel things I think is the most important thing and then like speaking from that so what is the process of your job like at what point do you get involved you know you spoke briefly about pitching ideas um to to clients and um so forth yeah. but what is the process between you know if i was a company and i wanted uh, a brand message or rebrand or something along those lines like how do how are you approached and what is the process i think it varies to be fair like i think sometimes as i guess like a copywriter i also then I'm classed as a creative. So sometimes it's not just, okay, cool. Like put the words to things. Sometimes it's like, okay, like what is, I don't want to say what is the meaning of this? Cause that sounds really deep, but it's almost like, what does this like all mean? Like what are we trying to do? And then the words can almost come after that. But there's been times where I've been brought onto briefs and it's literally like, everything's done. We just need this, 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 this. And it's all words or it's like naming things or, and so I think, that, yeah, the process like varies. And I think I enjoy it more when I'm like more involved. The more I am involved in the process, I think mm-hmm. the better job I'm able to do because I understand like if it's a brand, where like the brand is coming from and like who they're trying to speak to. And if I'm like involved in those conversations, yeah. I think it just feels a bit more organic, like what I'm able to, I guess I produce. Are there any industries or types of brands that, you stay away from or have had bad experiences with where you wouldn't wouldn't go back with them obviously you don't have to name specific brands yeah but is no, there of course. be like yeah, yeah. this brand <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. nah nah for me like luckily i think most like all of my experience i would even say like i've been really positive and i think it's also one thing i guess i'm i'm blessed with is not being from this creative world like my parents yeah. don't really know what I do and stuff. So for me, <laughs> I, I almost, yeah. even when things get tough and I'm just like, no one's going to die whether this goes right or wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, so it's like, I can do my best. I can, you know, try and push a client maybe in a direction that they're a bit nervous or scared to go to. But it's like, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just doing my best. And yeah, I did like, you know, unfortunately, like this, this stuff is it, very important, I think. But it's it's not it's not no it's not life or death, which I think yeah, it just allows exactly. me to kind of like be like okay cool just like take take a step away take perspective and be like okay cool you know if things are gonna be fine and like I just I guess I have a trust in myself and my ability to like compose words that I'm like I know I've done a good job on this. Yeah. Whether someone else is able to see that or not is obviously a different story. But then it's like. There's also that bit where I'm like, okay, cool. If someone doesn't think something I've done is good and I think it's good, it's like, mm. there must be something about it that they didn't understand. Therefore, maybe it's not as good as I thought it was because that maybe I thought it was good from my perspective, but that person might be more like the person who's walking on the street and actually reads what is, yeah. or like sees it on a YouTube video or sees it on wherever. Um, so like I see, I think it's just really important to get a perspective and like, I think every opinion is just super important as well because that's a real person once again and and, and we are effectively selling to mm. real people. Is there, you know, how do you stay on trend and relevant in what you do? Because 
the way people speak changes all the time. Um, you know, there's new things that are in fashion, etc. How do you, as a copywriter, keep up to date with this stuff? And how how do you, you know, stay relevant? I think for me, like, I just try and like avoid trend or like relevance because I think I think when you try and like focus or change trends, then you're almost like behaving on a means to an end. If I, I feel, but for me, it's just like. There's, there's, I think with me, a lot of the things that I write, I say are like very simple. Um, they might have a little like nuance here and there, but most of the time it's like pretty simple stuff that yeah. anybody can understand. I'm not trying to, you know, like, yeah, or yeah, I'm not trying to like anyone isolate anyone yeah. or, you know, make people feel like, oh, I need to be X, Y, Z to understand this. I think usually it's quite simple. So I think I've not really had to worry about like trying to stick with trends and stuff. But I guess also being like Gen Z helps because yeah. I'm on Twitter. I'm on, not really on TikTok, but I'm on like Instagram. So I do see what people say and sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, yeah. it's like one specific brief, this thing that I've seen could potentially help inform this thing. But I think also it comes down to just speaking to people as well. Like I know it sounds mm-hmm. so simple, but just like having conversations with people, speaking to people, yeah. if something's like for a demographic that's not you, speaking to those people and understanding like some of the things they say like ah yeah yeah i remember i once had to do some like we basically had a pitch i don't know if i'm allowed to say her name or not because i can't remember but um it was for like a very big like supermodel <laughs> superstar whatever and part of the pitch was me like writing almost in her tone of voice which i found really weird because she's like a uh american okay I see. white lady which is obviously not me but what I did, I just watched, there was like so many YouTube videos. I like was looking through like Reddit posts and all sorts. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. There's like a lot of recurring like themes or recurring words or phrases that I'm seeing. So it's like using those to be like, hey, like yeah. I, I'm not this person, but I understand like what this person says and what this person does and how they say things. So I think that's part of it as well. It's literally just actually like becoming a consumer or a viewer of of things as well. I think that's important, you know, definitely keeping an ear and an eye out. You know, you're writing mm-hmm. copyright for people, like you said, to to communicate with them. But when you become disconnected from that audience, that's when I think you can see it a mile away. And that's the kind of, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the kind, and, and it doesn't matter. It could be an age thing, could be a race, could be literally, I live in London and somebody yeah. lives in Derby, but I don't know how they speak, you know, kind of thing. So I think just, yeah, like you, you to, to reiterate what you said, just talking to people and, and yeah. doing your research, you know, that I think when you get to a certain stage, I think some people can get a bit too settled and, and think, you know, I, I've been doing this for 10, 15 years. I know what I'm doing kind of thing, but yeah, it's, it's important to talk to people and stay connected because. Yeah. And I think it's also just sense checking things as well. Like sometimes just like taking yourself away from something. Cause I think sometimes when you're like looking at something day after day, after day, after day, after day, yeah. it doesn't even look Ooh. good or bad anymore. It just looks like it. But when you like take your, take a bit of time away and look at it again, you're like, yeah, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't right. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. Or like showing someone else and being like, yo, what do you think of this? And they're like, 
yo, like, no one says that. Or, do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just a lot of that stuff is just, and I think, yeah, once again, like I said, like I'm blessed where I have friends who aren't in this like industry or, you know, because I think there's a lot that happens in like this creative industry. Um, so sometimes like people's feedback comes from a point of understanding where you kind of sometimes want a viewpoint where people don't understand mm. to just be like straight up. If I saw this wherever, this is how I would feel rather than being like, Oh, I get it because it's here. Then I know that, you know, it might be longer or it might be shorter or it might yeah. be, it's just like straight up. Like, I don't like this or straight up. Oh yeah, this sounds good. And yeah, getting those kind of like unfiltered opinions, I think is also super important. Mm. Where where do you see your job going in the next five to 10 years? I think like for me, I've always, even it's funny because I guess the, the, the like title copywriter is something I've never really like, I've not died on the hill of being a copywriter. I think for me, it's always been yeah. important to be like a storyteller. And I think that's like my most important thing. I just, I find it a bit cringe going to people, oh yeah, I'm a storyteller. Cause I just think that's like, <laughs> do you, do you, like, do you think you're Moses or something? So I don't say that. Like, yeah. I think it's a lot clearer to say, okay, cool. Like copywriter and writer. But I think for me, it's just about like telling stories and that's why it's really important. And I think that's why, like, I think my primary focus for the future is definitely with the magazine, with Goucher World. Um, and just like continuing to tell stories of, like interesting people, I think is the most important thing. People who like are on a path, who like have a clear vision as well. Um, and yeah, like, like amplifying those stories, sharing them like with our networks and beyond. Um, and just, yeah, helping people like grow and also not waiting as well. I think that's the thing. It's not waiting for them to get featured by X or get featured by Y. It's like, like you're really good at what you do. People might not recognize yet, but we do. So let's tell that story, you know, and that's like the most important thing. So I think that's kind of like where I see my, like, I guess future, but then also like I've, I always enjoy like, um, just doing things on the side, I think is that has always been like my thing. I've never really been someone who's just like had a job and then not really doing much else. Like, um, I even started a bowling club, which is like super random, but wow. It's been really fun. Cool. Like I really like bowling, so now I go to bowling yeah. every. Tuesday. Oh, I saw that. I saw that on on your LinkedIn. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was I like, go... I said to my girlfriend, like, I'm in exactly the same predicament. I don't drink. I don't do none of that. Mm -hmm. Why not? You know, like I yeah. think that's an amazing idea. Yeah, yeah. And I think like even that, like, yeah, that just came where I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I like going bowling, and I don't really drink as well. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's yeah. why I like bowling so much because there's not like a pressure to drink when you go bowling. Whereas like, I think if you go out or if you, there's a, a lot of it is centered around drinking as the experience. Whereas with bowling and I'm good at bowling as well. I think that's the thing we have to remember because I don't like doing things <laughs> I'm not good at. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I, I think that's been like super fun as well. Cause I get, once again, that's something that luckily has extended beyond like the creative people I know. And there's normal people that come bowling yeah. and they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe you should have done this or maybe you should have done this. Like I joined the group and didn't realize this or like, you know, you should have done. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like this is the kind of stuff I really appreciate, but it's also just helping me understand 
like yeah behaviors of people and how people are and like trying to build something that like serves i guess people um serves like their interests and also gets them to like basically spend their whole tuesday evening with you which i think is mm. quite tough because it's that's tuesday good. evening like ain't yeah. no one trying to but people have <laughs> yeah. come so it's like it's been really good yeah and, that's good um yeah that's been really fun as well and i think like i definitely want to continue that and keep it growing um and even news like I, i've i've had thoughts about like having that even as like a storytelling platform and enabling people not to only bowl but also like like tell different like stories and like because i think there's a lot of um pages on oh there's a page on instagram what's it called I think it's called strangers of new york or something like that but they basically just take like random pictures of people and i think they ask them a question and they like give a story and i think it's like super cool and i'm like wow like it's really nice to hear like stories from like normal people and also realize like how much we all are alike I think it's the most important thing that like I really, really like warm to. Even like um Players Tribune do like a really good like thing with footballers where they'll like tell a story of their past or how they got to the point. And it's it feels really raw, it feels really honest. And I think it's like it's just trying to, yeah, like have that in any kind of like documentation I have, it feels honest, it feels raw, and people can be like, oh, like I actually relate to that. It might not be the same where like, for example, I'm not a professional footballer, but I can still relate to this story yeah. that this professional footballer has had. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, for me, that's kind of just the, the the most important thing. It's just like like building connections between people that might not have been connected if not for what I might have done, which I think is something that's like really important to me as well. For anyone out there that's listening right now and they want to do what you're doing what's one bit of advice you would give them what am i doing that's the question no nah, i'm joking um, <laughs> i think like for me i think i've always just tried to just follow like how i feel be like super interested in stuff, be like super curious, I think is like a really important thing. And I think it's something that we kind of lose as we get older because we get into a point where it's like, okay, cool. Am I all right? Are my family all right? Is doing it. Okay, cool. That's like, that's it. Whereas like, I don't think we, like even with the with the bowling club, I was a bit like, okay, cool. What if I start this bowling club and no one comes? And there's been times where no one came and I was like, okay, I went bowling mm. by myself. It wasn't that bad. Do you know what I mean? And then exactly. before you know it, it's like, there's 15 people coming every week, 20 people coming every week, 25 people coming every week. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, it was just that people weren't aware. It's not that it wasn't a good thing. Yeah. And it's like also, mm. I wasn't posting anything about it. Like I was posting just on my stories, but it's like, okay, cool. Like now there's a separate Instagram there's like a flyer. There's all these kind of things that allow people to actually be aware of the, of it. So I think for me, yeah, it's just always been, curious trying stuff as well like with the bowling club it's like oh like you know why not like why i think just saying mm. why not to things and trying things and doing what you can is with what you have i think is a super important thing as well and not comparing yourself to people say it all the time but it's like there's so many things that we see and it's like there's so much that took to get it to where it is but a lot of times you think it's that one person or you know, that one entity, but it's like just doing what you can with what you have, 
looking. I think one thing as well, what I'll say is like, Dean, who founded Goucher World, who's like literally one of my like closest friends, but like that was someone who I'd, I'd met in life and I thought he was doing something really cool. And I was like, oh, here's how I can provide value to the thing that mm-hmm. you're doing. And I think a lot of the times people are like, okay, when they think of the word networking, they're like, okay, cool, I need to think of the person who's like the, the CEO of the biggest company or I need to find the head of this. And it was like, Dean was my friend who was doing something really interesting. And I was like, that's something I want to be a part of. And like, I think we've both grown so much, like Gouch World has grown so much just from once again, like being curious and not looking like what's over there. It's almost like, what's right here? Like, what can I be a part of? What can I do? Like, what can I move forward? And um, yeah, that's kind of just how our like relationship has blossomed with me just being like, wow, like this guy does really cool stuff. I want to be a part of that, but like what value can I also provide? And yeah, like I think where he's definitely more like visually inclined and I've learned so much from him, like from a visual perspective, I think I've been able to help with like, you know, how things like are looking like words wise. Um, So yeah, I think it's just a great partnership. But yeah, once again, I think that's the most important thing for me. I think a lot of things have happened because I've just been able to identify people doing things that are really interesting to me that I, that I literally know that I consider friends mm-hmm. and being like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Like, how is it I'm able to help? Um, or how is it like I'm able to like share this or promote, promote this or like even just like giving my sometimes unwarranted opinion on things mm-hmm. just but being yeah. like, I'm only telling you this because I, I feel like this could help it be better. Um, yeah. So I think that's the advice I'd give really is like, don't focus on trying to network with people who are like way outside of your circle. Because I think eventually yeah. once you start doing things in your little corner, all those people that you thought were like really far exactly. out of reach are now like, oh, this is a really what interesting thing. What you have to remember, have to remember to as well, the circle isn't actually that big as you think. And when you get into that circle, yeah. you realise how small it is. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you know, and, you, so, and you just realise yeah. like you're like, also you just never know who's watching. You never know how far people are, are away. So it's just like, when you're doing stuff, it's just like, I think one thing as well is like really important is just do the things you love. Like, pursuing things that you actually enjoy and you love um because yeah when it's not you know yeah maybe not necessarily like doing as well as you want it to you're still like okay cool the satisfaction of getting out of this is that i love it and everything else is just a bonus um so yeah that was that five tips i know you said one thing but Everything, everything's connected. <laughs> no, I love it. No, yeah. the more the better. <laughs> everything is actually. <laughs> well, sir, we made it happen. Finally. We did indeed. I'm thankful for your time. And, thank yes, you for having me. Yeah, thank you for everything. Anytime, man. I see you doing great things. So and it's likewise. only right now. Reached out. But um, yeah, thank you. And I wish you the best of luck in the future. And you. And yeah, now nah, we'll be in touch anyway. So take care. Thank you for having me, though. I appreciate it a lot. So what did I take away from today's conversation? Connections with people are very important. Very important in different ways. One, to network and learn from others, but also to know and understand what people's needs are. And two, find out what people want to read, hear and see. And this can help you in tailoring your intention to certain directions. 
Take inspiration from different mediums, not just editorials. The written editorial is not the origin of the idea, but the end goal. In order to be inspired in any creative field, you have to live. So why should copywriting be any different? And finally, write, 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 write. <laughs> you get it, right? Create what you are passionate about. Create messages that mean something to you and that you are proud of. Thank you, Andrew and Sean, for answering all my questions and taking time out to be part of this episode. Another adventure done and the penultimate episode to season three. As always, you know the drill. Make sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, until the last time, bye-bye.